Hey, podcasters. Before I get to the episode, I want to take a moment to address the June 24th Supreme Court decision to overturn Roe v. Wade. This decision stripped away the legal right to have a safe and legal abortion. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. This decision could also lead to the loss of other rights. To learn more about what you can do to help, go to choice.crd.co. That's choice.crd.co. And I encourage you to speak up on your podcast as well. Take care and spread the word. Mergers and acquisitions in podcasting show no signs of slowing. And now individual shows are getting scooped up. As a podcast owner, would you consider selling your show? More importantly, should you? Hello and welcome to another podcast pontifications with me, Evo Terra. In case you missed the news, amongst all the other news that's out there yesterday, two shows were sold. Relatively high profile shows, one big, one smallish. You probably read the news that Roman Mars has sold 99% invisible to Sirius XM Radio. Ooh, they own Stitcher and Midrill and a bunch of other things. Jay Akunzo sold three clips. The show he does that breaks down podcasting. It's a podcasting about it's a podcast about podcasting, if you will. To Castos. Yeah, big deal. And I was updating the air table that uh, Ann Baird and I created to track all of this activity. And of course, you will find a link in the episode details to said Airtable with all of the mergers and acquisitions of podcasting. And I realized, wow, there's a lot. There are a lot of things happening and now they're continuing to happen. So it got me thinking about selling. Specifically around the question, should you sell your podcast? If someone comes a knocking and says, I would like to buy your podcast, should you sell it? Yes, show's over. No, I'm kidding. Um, the show's not over. I have more to say about that one. But yes, I think you should at least entertain the offer. There's no such thing as selling out. Only the possibility of selling too cheaply. Wise words from a friend of mine named Dave Slusher, longtime podcaster, longer than me. Of Evil Genius Chronicles shared that with me a long, long time ago. Now, selling a podcast might be different than the way you're thinking about selling things in general. I don't know what your relationship is with selling things, but look, some oftentimes when you sell something, if you sell your house to someone, you can't live in your house. Someone's going to want the house to live. That's why they bought it. Uh, Podcasting is a little bit different, especially these most two most recent deals, because while they were sold, both of the hosts get to keep doing the show. The same way they were, eh, maybe, different way, sure, whatever. But they did not sell it to someone and said, here it is, I'm out of here, off to the Caribbean. Nope, they sold it and they're staying involved. They're being, they're still the host of the program, right? It's not like they sold all of the ad inventory. That's one way to sell your show. But this was actually selling the license and the agreement and all that. But here I will sit behind the microphone, and keep doing the things that I do. Now, that's interesting. That's getting all of the support behind you, but you can still continue to do the things that you want to do. And I'll have links to both of the 
articles that both Jay and Roman put out that explain why they did that and what they're looking forward to. But for the rest of the time we have here together today, I thought I'd talk about some pros. Not professionals, but the the pros as opposed to the cons. Why would you do something like this? I think the biggest reason you, me, any podcaster should consider selling our show if someone comes knocking is cash. (laughs) Cash is good. We all have different levels of cash that we need, but cash is good. In fact, cash, Roman got enough cash to let him kick in at least a million bucks back to his old company, PRX, over the next four years. That's a fair chunk of change, I would think. Having cash up front allows you to do a lot of work, right? But the primary pro is cash. You don't worry about cash flow. You're not worried about paying your rent for the next X months, years, whatever else. Second pro, focus. See cash, by the way, on why you are allowed to focus. But really, focusing when you've sold it to someone and you're still the host means you can double down and do the things you want to do with your podcast in the first place. And then lean on your partner, owner, whatever they're called, to do the things that you don't want to do. Maybe sell inventory, maybe do all the marketing. Who knows what it is you don't want to do, but you now have the focus because you no longer have to do everything. Now you can focus in on just the parts that got you jazzed about doing the show in the first place or that you discovered during the show's evolution. These are the things you want to do. Because of that cash, now you have the focus, and also because of the business partners, you now have the focus to stay doing just the things you want to do. Third pro, you have access to the future. Here's what I mean by that. You see, most deals for acquisition of a show have some sort of either an end date or a a renewal date, not to where the rights revert back to the original owner, although I guess that's possible, but typically where the host, you, would get to duck out after six months, six years, whatever the time frame is, it's up to the two of you whether or not you want to continue on, right? Having that date out there, having having a, a definite end date written down on a contract makes you think about the future. It makes you think what you're going to do after this. A lot of times podcasting can feel a little bit like a weight that's constantly dragging you down because it's a thing I have to do every day or week or month or whenever you put your show out with no end in sight because that's the podcast you've structured. This changes that. You can now focus on that end date. Gives you some sort of a sense of accomplishment already because you've made one major milestone or maybe more before that, but at least this one big one of selling your content. Now you're looking forward to this next milestone when your contract is over So you can start thinking about what's next for you. And of course, with anytime there are pros, there are cons, right? And I don't want to dwell on the cons because there are many of them. But I think the biggest one that all boils down to is that you're no longer the sole decision maker. When you sell your show and stay in the hosting seat, you got a job. You have a job or at least you have a boss or a partner who's making decisions along with you. It's not just all about you. But again, cash, focus, future, I think I might trade some of those things. In fact, would I take my own advice? (laughs) Absolutely. You bet. The ability to focus 
really deeply on what really jazzes me about this kind of stuff and thinking about the future, all of that makes really good sense. Should you? Well, again, I think you'd be foolish not to at least entertain the offer. I can't, don't, doesn't mean you have to do it, but at least have the conversation and start thinking about future or cash and focus and future. Now, this is normally the part of the show where I say, share this article with a friend, although maybe instead this time, you should share this article with a company or a firm who you think might be interested in acquiring your podcast. And since no one is offering to buy me or my podcast, you can at least buy me a coffee over at buymeacoffee.com slash evoterra. Thanks. That's it. I shall be back tomorrow with yet another podcast pontifications. Cheers. While Americans overwhelmingly support the right of an individual to make their own decisions about abortion, unfortunately, that right is no longer protected everywhere in the U.S. The Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade on June 24th. Abortion is a basic healthcare need for the millions of people who can become pregnant. Everyone should have the freedom to decide what's best for themselves and their families, including when it comes to ending a pregnancy. This decision has dire consequences for individual health and safety and could have harsh repercussions for other landmark decisions. Restricting access to comprehensive reproductive care, including abortion, threatens the health and independence of all Americans. Even if you live in a state where abortion rights are upheld, access to safe medical procedures shouldn't be determined by location, and it shouldn't be the privilege of a small few. You can help by donating to local abortion funds. To find out where to donate for each state, visit donationsforabortion.com. That's donations, the number four, abortion.com. If you or someone you know needs help, or if you want to get more involved, here are five resources. One, Shout Your Abortion is a campaign to normalize abortion. Two, don't Ban Equality is a campaign for companies to take a stand against abortion restrictions. Three, Abortion.Cafe has information about where to find clinics. Four, PlanCPills.org provides early at-home abortion pills that you can keep in your medicine cabinet. And five, Choice.CRD.CO has a collection of these resources and more. We encourage you to speak up, take care, and spread the word.